Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Ken. Hi Barbie. Hi Ken. Hi Barbie. Welcome everybody to a special episode of the Popcorn Watchlist podcast where we discuss and celebrate our favorites in TV and film. I am your host Xavier and today I am extremely proud and excited to uh, initiate our discussion on what is basically the other half of a massive cultural phenomenon in movies this summer. And it's a little known movie, maybe some people may have heard about it, licensed, uh, off of a whole toy line and you think hey well this can't be any good is it well we'll find out when we talk about have our major discussion on Barbie so today I'm joined by our uh, standard popcorn watch list panelists in Anthony Danny and Zach but we also have a couple special guests who uh, are in essence I don't know if I'd say our subject matter experts <laughs> or at least uh, offering a different perspective onto the film so we have Yaina and Tina. Say hi, Yaina. Hey, guys. And say hello, Tina. Hello, what's up? So I'm you actually really... Hey, Barbie. <laughs> 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 <Daddy's> like, what? <laughs> you, can cut out of, you can cut out of this. That's fine. No, you keep it that way. You keep it that way. He's like, wait, where's Hey, Barbie? Hi, Ken. I wish hi, people could have hi, seen Barbie. that reaction. <laughs> so I understood the reaction of what? We're okay. winging it. Okay, you may continue. <laughs> Thank you. Now we have Danny's blessing and continue. <clears throat> the host. I'm just a talent here. Anyway, but uh, basically, you know, this this is I'm really excited. This is a really fun kind of uh, roundtable discussion on Barbie, and I think it's worth having one because it's it was a, it's the type of movie that came. It's really fun. Secondly, it's kind of this major cultural force now. It's crossed the billion dollar thresholds in the box office worldwide and that's worldwide like you'd think maybe that this may be something only like maybe an american phenomenon mm -hmm. um it did get you know bundled in with this whole tonally different shift in barbenheimer you know having the whole barbie and oppenheimer oppenheimer barbie uh thing where people are doing these double features but i think it's worth noting that it's just it's a massive like it's this massive cultural impact like, I don't know, what, what did you guys all think of going to the movie theater for Barbie and just seeing seas of pink? It's definitely an experience. Like, I was not expecting it to be the phenomenon that it was. And mind you, I partook in that because I wore my Barbie t-shirt when I went to the movie theater. So I kind of just like joined in, but I was not expecting it to be as big of a thing as it was. And... I have to say, I went to the movie theater a few days after that. Maybe we went to see another movie, and there were still people in pink. Like, the movie theater was packed. I was astounded because, honestly, on a Wednesday night, who's at the movies, knowing that they have to go to work the next day? But it, there were so many people all in pink. It was, it was interesting, for sure. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely unique. Like it's it's something like not like a not, it's not a bizarre world experience, but it's more just it was more realizing like how impactful it was to me. It's like it's just like cool. It's it's you know for someone old school. It's, like, it's great to see the movie theaters packed, but then it's also like man, people are really like in on it. Like they really went all in on it. Like, you had some people going up like all pink dresses, pink t-shirts. You had dudes you know doing the whole Barbenheimer thing, so people have like you know pink suits like pink tailored suits or yeah. they're coming in in normal suits but then they have like you know uh they have like a little pink sh uh shirt under the suit so like yeah they're, they're kind of going all in it's really cool um i know zach you saw it a little different like you saw oppenheimer first one day and then saw, yeah. went to go see barbie at the theater was was that very similar to what yaino was saying like um, there's still people in there wearing their pinks and yeah, so when, when I saw uh, Oppenheimer, I, I saw it at just like a one-screen theater, so everyone was just there for Oppenheimer. But then going, um, uh, I think it was like four days later, uh, to a, a, a multiplex, then you have like like dozens of groups of people that are there dressed in pink with you know, it's parents, kids, nephews, nieces, everything. Grandparents even. Grandparents, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone wearing pink. And then you had like this other, this other group of people wearing like suits. But like other people, I mean, like like probably people in like their their teens or like early twenties, um, that are also with the group of people that are watching Barbie. Um, I don't know if if those people ended up watching Barbenheimer that same night. I mean, we did go kind of late, so I don't know if they saw that first or or they're just there to to get all dressed up. But it was it was there was there was just a lot of pink. It was a sea of pink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like positive. It wasn't like obnoxious where people were just like, yeah, it's the best Barbie. They're just like they're like socializing and having fun and just like just sharing the space i thought that was really nice to see um, like we always see like uh for marvel movies or like star wars or stuff people are always dressing up and like yeah. coming with their favorite like marvel stuff so it was pretty cool to see like for barbie like, mm -hmm. i wouldn't expect it but like everyone's here in pink so that's pretty yeah cool. it's like the equivalent of people coming with jedi robes or yeah. lightsabers yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, or their superman shirts when it's a superhero movie yeah yeah I think cool. Zach brought up an interesting point, like the order in which people saw the movies. So some people saw Oppenheimer first and then saw Barbie. I know we saw Oppenheimer first. No, sorry, we saw Barbie first and then we saw Oppenheimer. And for me personally, I wanted to see Oppenheimer first and then Barbie to kind of just like end things on like a light note because <laughs> Oppenheimer is like serious, I want to say. Um, but I wouldn't change it though. I really enjoyed watching Barbie first, having my laugh, like enjoying the movie, and then just like going and watching Oppenheimer. Do you guys feel the same way or do you feel differently? Um, I, I personally would agree with you because like, I think if I had seen Barbie last, like I, that, that was like, I guess me personally, like it having like all the the thematic things tie up very well at the end and then like you know the billy eilish song hits like i started like I, I started hearing like all like the sniffles around it was like wow yeah this is this is heavy like this is a different type of heavy like mm -hmm. it, it hit people very differently like i watched it uh with you guys and also uh i think my mom and my sister were in the theater too watching it and like i got on my sister like oh my god it was so it was this. like she really like enjoyed at the end it was really cool and, and but like again like that was like that kind of like different type of emotion like Oppenheimer ends with the like heavy existential like yeah the world's changed this man helped really change the world and this was just like 
oh man, like this was just like, you know, generational gaps and figuring out who you are as a person. And I was like, holy crap, like that's that's a different type of internalized existentialism. But um, I know, Tina, I think you uh, may shared earlier, like you, the order I think would have been reversed would have been better, right? Uh, kind of like Dinah, like I think, so I, I watched Barbie first and then Oppenheimer and I thought, oh, this is the opposite way to see it. But now reflecting and thinking about it, uh, I think for me, I resonated so much with the messages that Barbie had to share that I think I liked that I saw Barbie first because then like it resonated with so much of my values and like what currently is happening to society with women. And then you had Oppenheimer, which, it was going back in history and then question morality and then you know who who gets the power of something so evil to do the best that they can do with this this powerful thing so i think it was two two movies that definitely question you know moral back then moral now and and whatnot so i think even though i wish i would have seen it oppenheimer first and then barbie i think like diana i agree that i watched barbie first and then oppenheimer um obviously i am a barbie fan and, and you know i'll share <laughs> a little more um so i wish i would have watched barbie oppenheimer barbie it would be like, <laughs> <laughs> triple feature. Yes. It took nice. me like half a second. Like, oh, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Nicely done. Like, at home and like while you're going to bed, just have Barbie playing. Yes, yes. So that Barbie, I'm B. Yeah, Barbenheim B should be the new thing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I think sometimes I, it, there's worth saying that I think. It's maybe I would have maybe told people like based off like I know them personally that hey maybe you do want to watch Oppenheimer first because it is the longer movie mm -hmm. and you may want to have like a higher like a be more alert or a way to notice a lot of the things like we talked about in our, our Oppenheimer episode that there's so much attention to detail mm -hmm. um, the way the movie is uh, crafted that being able to, it's really rewarding the attention like Anthony brought up some amazing themes that the movie shows from like from visual standpoint and how it goes through those different time points. Mm -hmm. So again, awarding attention is there, but if you're watching Barbie, like, oh, at five o'clock and then there's an 8.30 showing for Oppenheimer, like that's a long day, just <laughs> letting you know. But um, it was really cool seeing, I guess, you know, like hearing everybody's uh, different takes on this, the the Barbenheimer experience. It was your your two first time at the Fort Lauderdale IMAX, correct? Yeah. For Oppenheimer, and, yes. And what did you think about the screen? Not Not the movie. So about the just the experience of the being there. I the was blown screen. away. I was like, I can't. No like, pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> nice. nice. I kept just like leaning back in my chair, like looking up, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is massive. Um, but I enjoyed it overall. Like the experience and how engulfing it was. I think that that definitely was the right movie to watch in that type of. Um, movie theater and screen and all of that. Uh, I enjoyed it. How about you? I mean, I loved it. It was an awesome screen. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I wish I would have watched Barbie in that screen. Every <laughs> um, you see the opening scene? Yeah. Like when the, the, the girls are playing with the crappy dolls and then Barbie yeah. shows up. Like Barbara yeah, Robbins. that would have been a great, a great scene to see would've in the bigger screen. Uh, no, but overall, I think it's really awesome that here in Florida, we have like good access to a movie theater like that. Like not everybody gets to experience that. So it was it was a really nice experience to be able to, ha to have that and say, hey, I've experienced this, but uh, hey, if they play Barbie there, I'll probably be there. <laughs> cool, cool. And I feel like we also saw Barbie and Dolby at Sunset Place. And yeah. so I feel like we saw the best version of both movies that day. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they even, they even showed at the beginning, before the movie started, that it said 
uh, like this movie was like made and presented for, for Dolby. Dolby. Like they didn't even have the special Dolby commercial that they usually played. It was like a Barbie commercial for Dolby. So yeah, and Dolby's usually better with the sound, with the picture, and you could tell definitely in Barbie, the pinks were extremely bright, extremely popping, just like they should. And I think that helped with the experience of Barbie, at least for me it did. Yeah. Jain and I had talked about it like before, like the the marketing that it went behind the movie from when like when you Google like the characters, uh, the cast from the movie, like you know you should like look it up on your own and experience that on your own. Uh, but like all the things that went from like BK being involved in it, like from Dolby like having you know its own way to present Barbie. I think there were there went so much behind it. And for me, like I was sharing like with her, like I experienced the other side of the marketing was like my whole social media was people doing their own marketing to the movie and, and to me that was like kind of the effect of, of like i want to be part of this mm -hmm. because it has such like a an impact like on people i want to say that they really did a great job on their advertising yep. like, yeah the marketing <laughs> sure. behind this movie was insane i can't they i'm not sure if you guys know but airbnb did a collab with mattel and they have a barbie dream house in malibu which you can rent awesome yeah. and that blew my mind i was just like oh my god this is insane lucky enough right now <laughs> i underestimated that too like i remember going like oh this is gonna be cool whatever and like seeing it was like the blitz like progressive was doing commercials with barbie like oh this is legit like this yeah. is becoming like you know uh something that they really put like all their like yeah their the, exit the tie-ins the tie-ins are crazy yeah like good for warner brothers because they needed a win <laughs> That's after the flash like they needed a win and uh who would have thought yeah <laughs> barbie coming to save the day yeah um I, you know like i think it, it's it's really cool to see that um like as basically from the movie starting like it, it always it had this like kind of meta like half satire thing going on mm -hmm. um I like that a lot because especially like it tied into like the history of like no one no no one really had a doll or no one really made a doll like this mm -hmm. they didn't go too far into history which is the right thing to do they just kind of talked about like hey like this is the monumental change and they they're spoofing 2001 a space odyssey and like i only thought like oh they did that as like a teaser for the movie yeah. i didn't think that was actually gonna be a whole sequence so immediately them seeing like just breaking all the old stuff dude i'm cracking up in my in my seat i was like thank <laughs> god they kept it and that was the first that trailer. was the original trailer. yeah like i thought that trailer was funny i was like yeah. oh nice and right. i thought they were just it was just only for the trailer because like, it, it was like completely a whole thing from beginning to end so like oh they probably just did that as marketing like no they left it in the movie and they added more too and it's and it was you know uh big credit to Greta Gerwig because that landed really well. Actually, funny, um, funny story. Well, I don't know how funny it is, but <laughs> um, while we were in the theater and I was like sitting next to Tina and, uh, and like that scene comes out where they start smashing the dolls, I turn to her and I tell her like, that was me as a kid. Like I was not a doll person whatsoever, and so like like a baby doll. Yeah, they're like, yeah I'm exactly. A baby like, doll. And you're like, no, exactly. Like, like the smashing of the dolls. That was me. Yeah, so it's like I don't need this. But then you have like you know this Barbie that's now you know they but got you, posable. You didn't play with Barbie. So I had them, I'm not going to lie, but they weren't my thing because I was like a huge tomboy growing up. So mm -hmm. I was more into like action figures and like superheroes and stuff like that. Whereas my sisters were the complete opposite of me. And they were like the girly girls that had like the dolls. I remember there was this wall in my house with porcelain dolls. Ooh. I thought that was a thing back in the day. Oh, yeah. And 
Um, I was just like, mm, they creeped me out, so <laughs> that was not for me. The Cabbage Patch dolls, do they have those? Dude, my sister yes. had those. Yeah. Yes. She loved Cabbage Patch kids, and yeah, they were freaky. But then Chucky <laughs> came out, and she's like, yeah, I'm not having this stuff anymore. <laughs> I think and for me, like, I was on the opposite end of you where I was like, I was a Barbie fan, like hardcore. I think until I was 15, I still was playing with Barbie. Mm-hmm. And the only way I play action figure is so I could get my brother to play Barbie with me. Nice. Like we would take nice. turns. <laughs> like, you know, I needed more populations in my Barbie land. So um, my brother got recruiter. So, <laughs> uh, and I don't know that I remember any of like the Barbies that I had specifically, but like I had a house, I had a car. Um, I grew up in Dominican Republic, so when we come to Miami for vacation, like we would always get a Barbie for myself, mm-hmm. always get something from here. That's cool. And then uh, my dad, um, he was a chef at the time, and he had this big crates where they usually put the vegetables in kitchens. Like he, they, he would have to bring them home so I could stack all the Barbies that I had. Like when I'm telling you, like mm-hmm. I had like everything. I had at least one of each thing for Barbie. Like everything I would think about was Barbie. All I wanted was more Barbies. Yeah, yeah it was definitely. The real question is, did you have a weird Barbie? Uh, I think I have more than one weird Barbie for sure. I want to say like oh that, for you know, sure. Even I had a weird Barbie. I but, think that's when you start like experimenting. You know, like you cannot cut your own hair, and this hair is available. Like cut it. You know, <laughs> what's it gonna look like? Uh, and like makeup. You know, like you don't like. I, I was at an age where like makeup wasn't still like for my age, but you had markers, and that became like the way to to you know play with makeup in a way, like the introduction to to this. So I definitely had all of those things uh, available to me. <laughs> That is really awesome. That's really cool to hear. Thank you, Tina. Um, I know my sister had like a couple of dolls. She didn't have too much of it, but like I guess like she had some of the other porcelain stuff too. Like it was you know, my my family's from Puerto Rico, but they still had like some of that similar aspects. But um, I think in some time, like my sister was already older, but I think. I had to look this up just now, but in like 1996, they came out with like Dolls of the World collection. So she had this mm-hmm. buy the Puerto Rican Barbie. And I don't know if we still have it somewhere, but I remember her having it. And I don't know if, it, if she, she got out of the box or not, but I want to say maybe. So she had it posable, but then she also had like, you know, like we saw in the movie, like your standard stereotypical Barbie. Yeah. Like the with with the, the hair and the, and the ponytail and that kind of thing too. So, and I remember like, you can like just the Barbies, she had a shelf and, and it would, she would just sit like in like the normal Barbie <laughs> sit pose. And um, I also had like, and I had a GI Joe. So it was always like the, like, you know, like Barbies and GI Joe kind of thing. And like I had like the larger like the Barbie sized GI Joe dolls that were completely, um, you know, like it's action figure, but it's a massive like doll like figure that was really posable, had different stuff. And um, but it's just like if like, coming from my perspective, you know, as like as a guy, like it was it's seeing like family members if you're like yeah like everybody had some type of Barbie, mm-hmm. and it was like you know Barbies for different careers, and they they talk about that even in the beginning of the movie, it's just like you know. Uh, you know, Mattel made all these different versions of this Barbie and everything's great and how it like tied into Barbie land. Um, so that was pretty cool. It was it was cool. It was a great setup for like how the movie was going to work in that sense. Uh, that was really exciting. Um, Danny, you've never like really messed around with Barbies, right? You're an only, you're an only no, child. I'm an only child. So that. yeah, never had Barbies. No, no extended family members like oh, that's interesting, but okay. No. Uh, Zach, what about you? Yeah, my, my cousin and my sister both had uh, Barbies growing up, and my, my cousin had way more Barbies than my sister did. Um, and I do remember, like, I have, like, these flashes of when my cousin would, like, make me play with her, and I would be Ken. 
Then <laughs> <laughs> you would be Ken. You're the Which life size Ken. Which Ken were you? Are you are you beach lifeguard Ken. Ken or are you beach He's Ken? Beach Ken. I I don't remember. <laughs> I think I was just like generic Ken. <laughs> generic. You weren't Alan. That's you're like sure. hi Ken, hi Ken, hi Ken. I'm Ken. You're talking yourself. Uh, that, that was like when I was like maybe three, so I, I barely remember three, four years old. I barely remember. Nice. So that you ties. You were Kenneth. Yeah, he was Kenneth. <laughs> I played Kenneth. <laughs> he played Ken Kenneth. Uh, that ties perfectly into talking about just like our favorite moments of the film. Uh, you know, going in this part of the, the section, there definitely will be spoilers, so you may want to. Uh, maybe skip along or you know get along to another area we may timestamp later um, Danny is usually in charge of that so please and thank you but uh, you know we'll tie into spoiler stuff based off the story and how the movie just really truly works so um, I like the whole idea of just, of just uh, like a lot of different moments how like the movie would become like would, would be sort of like meta and like kind of like go out of itself sometimes just to kind of like land a point um, I think it was really funny to also have Helen Mirren as a, like the occasional narrator. Mm-hmm. So that that gave itself like a really fun like gravitas to certain things. But uh, like I just the whole idea of it, just Barbie Land, how that worked, I thought like as the conceit of it made sense. Like okay, cool. Like you have the you know the imaginal fictional Barbie Land where all the Barbies are kind of hanging out, living their careers, and it's sort of you know like Barbie women utopia society kind of thing. Um, and then again, great setup for the movie overall. And uh, you get like the goofiness and the wackiness of like how the characters interact with it. characters, I guess, interact. And it's really funny to see like if you go down the cast list, it's just everybody's Barbie, 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 Ken, 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 Alan, Alan, Midge, which yeah. I thought was great that they had Midge just there. Like, and what's what's crazy? That's uh, that's Emerald Fennell. So she has, what did she, Anthony, do you remember what she won an Oscar for or was it an Emmy? Uh, I, I don't she, know. Like, I think she. She did that movie a few years ago with, uh, ooh, what's her name? Um, uh, um, uh, Rosamund Pike. No. No? No. I'll look it up. You have to, she's like, I'm looking it up right now. What it, I know is that Emma Fennell was, a, if anybody is a fan of The Crown, uh, you have, she plays Camilla Parker. Uh, Camilla Parker Bowles and uh, you know like everybody these days they have strong opinions about Camilla uh, when it comes to the royal family but that's for a different episode should we ever talk about the crown but um, I know like she yeah she has um, yeah she has an academy award for writing Carrie Mulligan promising young woman that's it why did I get Rosamund Pike and Carrie Mulligan confused I'm bad (laughs) that's funny um yeah so she she wrote she has is that the where she got the oscar for i don't think she got an oscar but she wrote and directed that movie uh yeah maybe she she got nominated i don't know yeah i think uh i think she she won an oscar i I, I, like i don't know danny you're the you're the the facts guy um yeah oscar winner for best original screenplay for promising young woman nice cool i got it right it's a good movie yeah um i have to watch that one because I heard very good things. But anyway, um, I think uh, and n- n- not enough can be said about Margot Robbie and um, Ryan Gosling. They were just like standout incredible in this movie. Like, I don't know, like they understood the assignment 120%. <laughs> like it was, it was too good. Like, and then like how Barbie Land is introduced with the Lizzo song. Oh, that was great. Like, it's, like, like I remember my, <laughs> 
And weirdly enough, like, I'm here watching the movie, and my sister's like, that's Lizzo. I was like, I know, watch the movie. Because I'm commenting and watch the movie. Well, I like how they have two different versions of her song. Hey, Barbie. Hey. Like, she's just like, I'm not having it. Everybody wakes up on a bad day, and, like, especially it's just, like, every night is girls' night. Every night. Like, it's just, we're going to do it over and over again. Um, and I, that, it just starts establishing all of that. Um, you know, the Kens and their, like, interesting, weird existence. And uh, the Barbies, like, yeah, we're on the beach, but also I'm a doctor and a Nobel Prize winner. And we have a Supreme Court. But also, let's all hang out near the beach and in our own Barbie houses. And it was like, like where do the Kens go? Like, it's like, that was really the idea. Like, it's <laughs> no the there. No Yeah. I literally had that question throughout the entire no movie. Way. Like, before the whole Mojo Dojo Casa, Casa House. house. <laughs> uh, I was like, where do the Kens go? Like, where are they? Do they just, they're just like, the stay at the beach? Yeah, they don't go, they don't have any That's homes. That's their job. That's their job. Yeah. Oh my well, God. They don't have any homes. That's Ryan Gosling's Ken. He's like, I'm beach. He's like, yeah, because you can't go in the water. He's like, yeah, I can. And then he just, like, <laughs> I like how they just fly off. Yeah. Because that's kind of like what happens when you're playing with a doll. Like, there's all these little motions, like, that you, when you're playing with something, like, that's, it. they just simulated that completely realistically. Like the weird animation with the car. Every time the car would get hit and flip, yeah. it was like flip and then perfectly land on the, yeah. on the tires. Yeah. I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, when they were filming, Margot Robbie would um, leave ryan goslin gifts mm -hmm. related to what he to what he did in the movie mm -hmm. which was beach <laughs> and so he was just like i never really understood what it was that i needed to do so like she would leave me all of these like little gifts mm -hmm. and ken just beach so <laughs> that was it but like the gifts were like everything related to beach like oh, okay. puka bookshelves and no stuff like that i was I found that very interesting that she did that to kind of like get him into the character. Um, personally, I think that Ryan Gosling does a great job, yeah, regardless yeah. of any movie that he's in. So, yeah, <laughs> no, that that's for sure. Um, I know, like, yeah, I have a whole lot of favorite moments. So I want to open it up to uh, the rest of the panel today. Like, you know, it's any standout moments. You don't have to go in plot order. Like, it's kind of just you know, like some fun parts that you liked or um, some you know, it's, uh, interesting details or. So I really liked the moment where she discovers that she's like dysfunctional and she goes to like the weird Barbie's house and like the weird Barbie presents her with like the two different type of shoes. Like you have the high heel and then you have the Birkenstock. And I don't know if this was just me, but it kind of reminded me of like the Matrix. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you got like the red pill and the red pill. Another Warner Brothers thing. Like, yeah. And I was just like at the end she was just like you have no choice i'm like making you believe that you have a choice but you but, need to take but you need to take this one this one he's like yeah but what if i just no you need to go take the real one <laughs> oh man uh shout out to uh, kate mckinnon too like she, she was perfect again barbie. I, yeah. I like how she would just split all the time <laughs> yeah because yeah, everybody would pose their barbie like and the thing is like it reminded me of like the rugrats cynthia doll oh like just perfect yes. Just like the like, she have like the kind of like unnerving stare, but like she's genuinely like interested in trying to help Barbie out. It's just so odd, but frames and done so perfectly. Like I think like everybody freaking understood the assignment in this movie. I keep I'm just gonna say that all the time. This is like everyone understood the assignment in this movie. Like uh, I even love like how 
when they they get those instructions on how to go into the real world mm -hmm. and like they go they they go through all the different like phases to then get to the real world <laughs> and then like mattel finds out and it's like oh no it happened again and i'm like wait what <laughs> it's like yeah skipper went to escape to the real world and tried to babysit some kids in key west <laughs> and like and then will ferrell and like all the different like execs like studio um like suit execs were freaking hilarious like it's it's so much fun like i uh like it, it, at first you were gonna think like oh you know this is the guy he's gonna come up and mansplain everything but like in, weirdly enough, like as the movie goes on, like he actually had a genuine like love for the like the stuff that Mattel had done, and it, it's just like it was weird. It was like very there was very nuanced. Like it wasn't just like a cookie cutter. He's the bad guy. Like that, that's like I kind of enjoyed that, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of ties into the overall themes of the movie too. Um, I like when they're like while they're in the office and they like gonna capture Barbie and take her back. And you see like the the doll like uh, box, box. Mm -hmm. and then they're like about to tie her arms, and, and they have the stupid like, zip ties. Yeah. <laughs> like every big like type of figure slash doll thing had, had that. Things. Every like again like my the Power Rangers GI Joe stuff like always had that stuff. I was like you need to open box, like, take it out, stupid thing. Yeah, and like, some people just rip it out or whatever. Like that was the like again like really fun detailed things. Like it it was funny, but it's also kind of like saying like men putting women like in a box something like that at least that's what i got from it and she was like no i, I gotta get out of here and yeah that's when she she's escaped. like wait i'm just gonna go back and do this thing but wait i think she also was like hey i still have to fix the thing that's wrong with me it's not just gonna mm -hmm. go back to barbie land i'm gonna be okay because i'm not um yeah there was another moment that i really liked um and it's when they make it to to the beach and they find like those construction workers <laughs> and Barbie's just like, well, I don't have any genitals. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing. He has no penis. He's like, what? Yeah. And then at the end, he was just like, I have all the genitals. Yeah, he's like, I have all the genitals. <laughs> and they're still on the rollerblades, by the yeah. way. They're still in, like the neon rollerblades that were actually real. Like, like they just paint, like, again, like they made, brought to life, like the actual, like, toy set of a lot of these things. Well, um, Barbie was like, oh, let's just hang out by the construction site. That's like a perfect time to hang out, like on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, what? Okay. And you're like, no, she doesn't know. <laughs> this is terrible. And like, the, the fact that, you know, because in Barbie, I was like, oh, women have, you know, have, can be any job. Like they can, mm -hmm. you know, do what they want because they have this thing where we can do anything. Um, and <laughs> they end up like, I, I'm still trying to figure out how they got booked, but never really like arrested. They kept letting them go. Like they're just like, no, we're gonna let you go. Like it's just you're just this, this is too funny. Like just just get out yeah, of here. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was the reason for the first time? Because she punched they the guy. Punched, oh, yeah, they punched. Yeah, they punched one of the guys trying to like grab her. She's just like again because that was like the internal stuff from Gloria, who we had met earlier with the she's working at Mattel like her somehow internal projections are going on to Barbie. And so that's why like she got like the sort of like violent tendency of just like protect and just like just punch, punch the guy out and then they get booked her in. She's like, I don't get this. And they get out and then like, oh, let's go find clothes. Oh, the, the, the second the time was because of the, yeah, the second time because of the outfits, like the cowboy outfits. Which now Mattel is making, I think, I under, if I'm not mistaken. Like, Mattel is making everything. They should. Yeah. If they, if they want to ride the wave, they, they should honestly should. Absolutely. Yeah, ride the wave. But, you know, Ken can't ride the wave because he's beach Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Just understandable to be that. He should be able to. 
I mean, but he can't. He's, he's, he's beach, but not anymore. Not anymore. Which one? Yeah, yeah, not anymore. That's the idea yeah. of the movie. You're more than just your identity of like the the job title. Like you can, and you, yeah. Anyway, I'll get into that later. But. Maybe maybe it's Barbie and it's Ken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what she says. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she says it, yeah. uh, for me, like uh, to the two points that like Diana and Anthony presented, like I think is. And obviously this movie, I related way too much to my everyday life, but to me it's like how often you're presented with the choice to say, uh, like in the comfort zone, like for her was to choose a heel versus the, versus the Birkenstocks. And I was like, how often are we presented with the option to try something new, something different or stay in the comfort zone? And I think she gets presented that option there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she goes to the, when she's presented with a box, it's like, hey, do you want to go back to your comfort zone or do you want to fix this, you know, for the and greater grow. good? And I think like... Or grow as a person. Correct. Yeah. 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 But I think like it's in life like we get presented these choices mm-hmm. and luckily like Barbie had, we're Barbie to help her be like, hey, like I am not really giving you a choice. I'm pushing you to, to do something hard and, and good for you. And I think like for me, that was like probably Diana, my mm-hmm. friend, you know, like and my other friends and, you know, like the people that push you around to to make the best decision for you, even though it might be the hard one. Yeah. So, like I said to me, there was like too many read in between the lines uh, scenes, and that's why I Things really, hit. yeah, they, yeah, they, like, they, I they definitely resonated with you personally. It's I awesome. definitely love this movie. I, I think, like for example, for me, a woman in tech, you know, like I do experience a lot of things that are probably different from like you know men and whatnot, and and the speech that Gloria gave, like. Like I might like at least when we went to watch it, people started clapping. I started clapping myself because uh, I think like we don't get the opportunity to to express like ourselves in that way without being dramatic or mm-hmm. or being like judged as as dramatic or labeled as dramatic. Yeah. So I thought it was really awesome to have a, a movie that was like funny. Like it wasn't about romance, but it was about women empowerment in a very nice, pleasing way that can not only target like adults and like but also the younger crowd as well so i thought it was like an awesome movie it was like very well done like very well balanced like it wasn't too much in the drama not too much in the comedy um to to put that the point across i think this also ties into the other speech that what gloria's daughter had a given barbie when they were in school because barbie's thinking that oh this is the girl that's playing with me i gotta go talk to her and then, like, she gets her world completely crushed because, like, oh, Barbie said, you know, you said feminism behind or you're setting unrealistic expectations or going through in a world that we can't really live up to. And it's just like, damn, we hit her with the truth bombs. And she's just like, I, I, I feel kind of like she was like, I don't know how I'm feeling right now. Is it kind of, like sad? Like, and mm-hmm. she was just like, kind of felt like crazy let down. And then I think that was when she was walking, like, uh, I think because she had separated from Ken. So she was walking, I guess, like to the bus. And then that's when she found the the older lady where she or I, no that no, actually that happens before, before. That happens before Sorry. That happens before yeah so like that was like and she was riding a high but then she goes to then talk to Gloria's daughter just like ouch like yeah. she just gets the low and I think that's when she gets picked up by Mattel yeah and they're just like hey come on back you know the real yeah. world sucks come back um, to to Tina's point I think that there's a lot of instances in this movie where you see Barbie grow. And not only from a like emotional human standpoint, but also like as a doll. Cause like if you look at the very beginning when they have her come out in like that um, bathing suit, like that black and white striped bathing suit, that she looks exactly like a doll. Mm-hmm. And like with the smile and everything. Like- exactly from like the opening scenes all the way until the end of the movie, where she looks more human, like mm. like she's not as perfect. Um, I really appreciated that because it 
kind of explains, not explains, but showcases just us as women, um, how we have to be flawless at every turn. Like, if I'm a woman in a corporate position, I have to dress the part. I have to look a certain way. I have to be on. I can't, like, just slouch around or, like, go in baggy jeans if I wanted to to work. Um, and I really tied that into, like, the whole speech that America Ferrera gave. I was just, like, throughout when she's talking in my head I'm just like you go girl you go because this is exactly how I wish someone would communicate what being a woman is like to other people because I think a lot of men get to experience it with the women that are in their lives but it's very different when you have to live it on a day-to-day basis and like we're often labeled like oh you're emotional you're hom- you're hormonal or what have you and just like or you're ha- cold and it's like oh you know you're too cold and exactly. you're okay. but also you're you're too loud or, yeah like like i it, that speech was great because like uh seeing that from the perspective like man like it makes me think like that's something that my mom had you know that's stuff that my mom had to go through my sister had to go through like every it seems like almost every woman at a certain point in time like they go through that and it's just like how do they balance that out or like how to just say no to it and just completely, you know, uh, you know, stand up and, and you know, and think. Uh, I'm gonna correct you there. Not at a certain point in time. Multiple, oh, not ta- multiple, multiple times. times. Yeah. Obviously, it's at least once. Yeah. Like definitely, it's it happens. Probably, it's more often than it should. Let's just say that. Like definitely more often. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Definitely shouldn't. In in that case, but um, and it was cool seeing like and then, like the complete other side. It was like. Ken in the real world was starting to realize it's just like wait a minute like you know like this point here it, it it seems to be like like we're not the second fiddle like we're not just the accessory because mm-hmm. Ken in the end was like the glorified accessory to Barbie and seeing that that the real world was like oh man the dudes run the place and like there there's there's respect and they have like you know the big important jobs that the Barbies have like wait like we can do that too and, but then he kind of like because he's so naive about it he rolls with it in like the most wrong way possible <laughs> especially since some guys it's like yeah man patriarch and he's like the hell is that and then it's like and then like he saw someone it's on horses. a horse <laughs> he saw yeah. someone on a horse like whoa like, <laughs> and he ran with that in the worst way possible i think there was a line in the movie where he said that he um that once he discovered the patriarchy had nothing to do with horses he was he just not interested it. anymore yeah. <laughs> like that, that line's like for comedic effect but it's also like i've seen people come up with different like think pieces and ideas and some things kind of resonate with me of like uh like the way like the like societal stuff that goes and gets placed on with men like it's it's almost the point where like it's it feeds into this like kind of like negativity of like the certain thing you have to live up to instead of just you know like uh and then you have to like in essence perpetuate it in order to keep it going instead of kind of like branching out and being yourself like i saw some of that and that's why you saw like it's almost like that self-actualization of just like i gotta do all this stuff but for what like is it for me mm-hmm. is it for like more of the, the societal things but just with control like you know like why is that so important when i'm not really figuring out who i am as a person mm-hmm. and i'm just kind of rolling with all that and you could see that as the kens go through and like the whole idea when they're like weaponizing that they're like it's almost like i think it's like weaponizing the toxic masculinity against themselves mm-hmm. especially uh 
What was this one? It's like push, like they start singing push, like flashback <laughs> twenty. Push you around, <laughs> and then they just like kind of flip it over, and it's it's great seeing like you know Ken got back first, and then Barbie and Glory and her daughter comes like wait, it was supposed to be this great utopia, and everything's just like jacked up weird like ultra Mountain Dew commercial with like <laughs> and it's everything's out of hand, um, and then we find out that there's a Ken mermaid. Freaking hilarious. Dude, best part of the movie, John Cena. He was there the whole movie. He was there the whole time. He was in the background. And then he finally made himself visible. Like, the story that goes apparently is that, like, he was filming something Fast and Furious Furious, near the lot where they were filming Barbie. And he's just like, man, I'll do anything to be in this movie. I guess, apparently, (laughs) I guess, like, since he's cool with Margot Robbie because of Suicide Squad, they found a way to kind of put him, fit him in. But, dude, it was perfect. Like absolutely perfect, just mermaid Ken. Like I thought that was awesome. I also really enjoyed the dancing, uh, like the one for the guys. Like when Ken is just like singing his song, yeah, yeah. And their first and their first fighting, and like I love how like they're fighting with imaginary stuff, and then when they do chest to chest, and then they just like explode, (laughs) (laughs) sparkles. Yeah, and let's talk about how like Alan saw is like no, I don't like like all this like. You know, like over course correction. They're always like, "No, I don't like this. This is really bad. Like, it doesn't feel genuine. It's not mm-hmm. true." And then he just then he just beats up these beats people. Beats up all I the know. construction cans, and he's just like, you know, like a, a violence machine, like coming out of Roadhouse or something. I mean, <laughs> Alan, Alan was the the most well balanced character through the whole movie. Uh, like this real. this guy knew who he was. Like he had no problem being. He didn't who need who to be is. a Barbie or a Ken. He didn't no. need he to be Alan. Yeah, he oh, yeah. with an ice cream. He was the only one that was able to be himself. Well I didn't know, but apparently he's Midge's husband. So the Barbie that's pregnant. Yeah. He's her husband. Married to Emerald Fennell? No. No. So like the, the, the toy. <laughs> oh, Alan. Like the toy. Yeah. I was like, that's not, not right. Michael Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Sarah's Alan is married to Midge. Oh and so like I also loved all like the callbacks to different um like the different like failed or like you know misfires that Mattel mm-hmm. had like when they go back to the weird uh, the warehouse and they're, they're plotting everything he's like oh yeah there were also some weirder like Ken's yeah. or like, sugar daddy sugar daddy Ken. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's because the dog's name is sugar and like <laughs> I remember <laughs> I watched a, a documentary it was like that docu series on Netflix called the toys that made us and there's a whole Barbie episode I highly recommend watching it it's really cool but they talk about like yeah they made a sugar daddy Ken and they go no but the dog's name is sugar so he's sugar <laughs> daddy but like it's an older can looking yeah. like it was the 70s it didn't work or like the uh i remember also seeing real commercials in the 90s for like the barbie with the the with the tv the tv in her chest i remember that commercial was like what is this like not because like i'm not the target audience but i'm just like this is bizarre and then even that barbie is like i don't know why i have this like why do i exist like having this existential crisis but like and then like the that the part where like where Barbie's seeing that Barbie Land's all kind of messed up, and she kind of just like I'm gonna give up. She does like the doll pose. Yeah. She just down. Down, down, or then like flips over, rolls yeah. over, and she's in the same pose. Like, like little things like that really made it like really make the movie like go from like eh pretty good to like great in my opinion. Like when you have fun details to that, like Will Ferrell and all the. All the the Mattel execs are going backwards to get to Barbie Land. They're wearing like the the twelve person tandem bike, and then they get to they they get to like you know they show up during the big like climax of where everybody's figuring themselves out, and uh, you know they don't vote in patriarchy, and they and like they they kind of show up, and then he freaks out because Midge is there. He's like, oh my god, it's Midge! Like, <laughs> it's like I didn't know you were here. Like, 
just and she's because she, and she's just there like hi like not even like like so unassuming like just in her like weird like slide house but like um and then like uh Issa Rae was the president and oh tell me about the the, the scenes where they basically like unbrainwash or like unmind swapped the all the yeah. Barbies to help them actualize themselves that that whole like sequence I found was really funny I thought it was really funny for me, it was when, like, most of the thought it was very really funny is when we acknowledging the Barbies changing little by little to, like, mm-hmm. this human form. Uh, and then the na- narrator says, like, uh, they should not like, cast Margot Robbie. Like, to make that point. Yeah, I'm being ugly now. It's like, no to the directors of this film. Uh, if you want the scene to land, don't cast Margot Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, like, such a cool way to, to like, point the obvious. Like, yeah. you know, like, like kind of, like, I'm allowed. I'm allowed. Yeah, exactly. That was the whole like a lot of the meta stuff, and also like there was one scene where like they kind of talk about like you know mental health crisis Barbie and you know, or like or like not like you know like you know like breakdown Barbie and all yeah. this stuff. I was like like little stuff like that like it acknowledges just like the weird blend mm-hmm. of like realism and like you know toy make believe stuff. I think I would have liked a little bit more of like the narrator included in the movie, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's snippets snippets like that one i think would have been great if we would have had a little bit more throughout the movie just because it, she narrated a little bit at the beginning a little bit towards the end and that was it that little yeah, bit in the middle, middle, middle. Yeah. Barely in the middle. yeah and then i mean i would have enjoyed a little bit more which is it's true technically you are the narrator of your barbie yeah like, so that that would have played like pretty cool to to see more of that that is true i didn't thought about that before yeah <laughs> I, I was thinking about the time where like again they're like getting all the barbies out and they're just like and, and talking about like the whole idea like when people are like oh especially like guys, it's funny we're in a movie podcast and we can talk about when people over explain a movie mm. and it's like tell me more about the godfather like oh let me rewatch let me restart the entire movie and talk over it and i'm like yeah like that was just so like that was perfect i was like man like i i know it's like it helps me be self-aware i was like oh that was like i might have i hopefully i might have maybe done that once twice <laughs> so Okay, so quick question. Can I curse or no? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so, um, explicit. Did the okay, best. No. <laughs> yeah. no, so I don't know if what you guys you noticed, but like after like they've all been like the brainwashing has been removed and they're mm-hmm. like back to normal, the president is coming like down the stairs and she was just like, I can't remember what the line is, but she says like motherfucker and I'm just like, Mattel. And yeah. Mattel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. Like, he always says motherfucker. Yeah. And so, like, that was the first thing that popped into my head. And I'm just like, I really love that they included this in this movie. I mean, I don't know if that was the reference that they were going for, but I really liked it. I, I think it was just, like, they, they allowed him to just be, like, to, to help land the point of just, like, oh, like, this is how serious it, it like, that comes through. Especially with the whole, like, the Kens having their own, like, Ken Civil War uh, that that and at the end of that, they're just like, who do we are? Who are we now? And the, and the Mattel censor made it funnier because technically yeah. they could have said it because you're allowed one fuck in a PG thirteen movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes two. I've I've seen, I've seen two. Yeah, I agree. But, but I think that was their only one, and they bleeped it out. So yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, and like basically all like, um, what was uh? I think there was another scene. Yeah, like the whole the whole idea of uh of Ken like just again like just completely like distorting <laughs> the whole like 
you know, like guy power thing into just this like massive, like really negative thing. And it was just the point where like he wasn't getting the point until in the end someone helped him understand it. And like we said before, he's like, I just thought it was about horses. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, there were no horses in Barbie Land. Like, imagine like you know how better Barbie Land would have been if there were horses. But like, and also like, did they ever have even a skipper there? I don't even remember, but. Um, skipper? Yeah, they had the growing up skipper, the mm -hmm. one that she's like the one that escaped. Yeah, that's but then they, she's supposed to go back. Like they, no, they she kitchen. didn't go back. I thought they, they put her in that box. They put her in the box. They oh, talked about they? how they put her in the box. Yeah. yeah. Well, the maybe box. the box doesn't take you back to the Barbie. Ooh. Barbie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a question that I had when I was watching it. So, like, what does this box do? Like, once they are put in the box, like, what I happens don't know. That was one of the moments that I actually didn't like about the movie, the whole, like, Mattel part. Mm -hmm. Just because it was like, we need to get Barbie back to Barbie land. And she went back. So then why were they chasing her to Barbie land? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, it was almost like they just needed but they to, were probably they needed to add really Will Ferrell they were worried, to the movie. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. Yeah, don't they know were worried. I think they were worried about like the effect of having an actualized Barbie and an actualized Ken, how that would affect the Barbie land. So I think that's why they're like, no, just go in the box and just Well, they didn't care about Ken. Back. They're like, oh, yeah, we don't care about Ken. Yeah, but then they got to Barbie land. I was like, oh, no, this is awful. Like, this is actually <laughs> extremely bad. But then you also have the scene where she's kind of escaping through Mattel. And yeah, um, and remember, like, she Ken, goes to the room where the. Barbie creator. It's the ghost. Uh, the, the ghost. The, the ghost the of ghost. Ruth. Um, I forgot her last name. Um, Ruth Handler. Yeah. Handler. Yeah. It's Handler. the ghost of Ruth Handler. Like, oh, she has an office there. We just leave her there. Like that kind of like we're gonna assume and just let be the wild stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm cool with that. Like, mm -hmm. don't don't give me an over explanation. Like that's it. She just like it works for the movie. You know? yeah. It works. But I feel like she was very like upfront too, like in the movie, because she said like, "Oh, like I have a tax evasion thing and double tax." <laughs> That's true. That's actually true. Like, She's like, "Eh, I got a tax evasion thing. Don't worry about yeah, that." Yeah, exactly. Like, like we can talk about that later. Yeah, um, and like and that was played by uh, Rhea Perlman, which was really nice because like I remember Rhea Perlman from uh, Matilda. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And you know, she was a terrible stepmother. But then at the end, like, there's even like the end of Matilda. There was even like this whole like, I want you to succeed, kid. I was really mean to you, but go live a better life. But like, like you can tell like she still kind of cared, even though she didn't really like the girl. But like, she also kind of did. It was, and it, it, it there's nuance to show that. Like, yeah, Real Perman was perfect for this kind of role too. Um, also, speaking of Ruth Handler, what was really cool is we go back to that bus sequence or where, she, where she's sitting, Barbie's sitting down on the bus, mm -hmm. and then the older woman, she's like, oh, wow, he's like, she's looking and she looks at the older woman, she's like, wow, you're beautiful. And then mm -hmm. she looks and she's like, I know. And then, like, <laughs> I remember I told my sister, I was like, oh, that's, you know, uh, Ruth Handler's daughter, like, the actually, the crap she is that now. They like, made Barbie out of right? Yeah, Didn't she, she created Barbie named, for her daughter? Yeah, she, and she created and named Barbie for her. So Bart was it Barbara Handler? Yeah, it was at, that that was like damn. That's a that's how you do a respectable. Well, that's, that's the name she gave herself at the end of the movie when she decided to become real. Yeah, like uh, that was like that's how I was like man. That's how you do respectable cameo. Like that that's really dope. Like um, yeah, you also have like again more of the fun cameos like uh, um, like again the various different Kens that just have uh, like smaller roles but still able to get things done um simu liu yeah simu liu is like the is like is ken like i don't know if he ever had like his job role but he was just ken like <laughs> like yeah he's there as ken um we talked about uh, 
Yeah, Kingsley Benadier, which is great because too, because then he was almost he was almost like the bumbling Ken, also mm-hmm. just like I don't know what I'm doing here. Oh, just no. a follower Ken. Yeah. yeah, isn't he the one that's doing the new uh, Bob Marlin movie? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. he will be Bob Marley. Uh, he is doing that too. Um, Jamie D- uh, Dimitru, who's like he's he's a uh, I think Natasha Dimitru's brother. She's a comedian and like a, she does like puppeteer stuff too. Uh, she's in that show, What We Do in the Shadows. So it was cool seeing him. I was like, oh, snap, what are you doing here? Like, he's in, like, uh, some other British comedies, but... He's actually in one of my favorite TV shows called Fleabag. Uh, so it was really that cool. That is right. Yeah, it was awesome. When I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So it was really cool seeing that. Like, he got fake shot in, like, the in the, the Kenmore. I don't know, when people were throwing stuff in arrows, like, oh, my God, it's yes. like... It's just, like, they're, like, rubbery fake arrows. Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> rubber fake arrows, but also real. It's just like, is this real? What's going on? And he's like, oh, that's what's going on there like he's like they're they're imagining it but it's making it a real thing and um i really liked the the very end again just like kind of figuring out who you are yourself and Bar- is that barbie's not fine in the real world mm-hmm. oh before we do that <laughs> thoughts on gloria's husband isn't that america for is like Appa- actual yeah, it is his re- her real life husband, husband. Yeah. yes well he was barely in it and Every time he was in it, he was learning how to speak Spanish. Yeah. yeah that, it was actually, great. I found, which I found funny. I think like an idiot. Yeah. He's so. just like, eh, hi. <laughs> no, he's trying. He's not acting yeah. like an idiot. He's, he's, he's there trying his best. Yeah. I'm he's cool with that. Yeah. I mean, they're his comedic relief. He's a kid in real life. Yeah. yeah. He played his part too. <laughs> even, I think she even said it somewhere. I was like, yeah, that's my real life Ken. I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, um, and like, it was cool seeing like all the different actresses being the different versions of barbie like mm-hmm. accessible and stuff same thing with the kens too like you have this version ken this version ken like um but then again we keep going back to alan like yeah like alan was just just perfect did you i don't i saw this on the internet the other day um We're and the scene where barbie is at the school talking to sasha yeah and like uh it was pointed out that the four girls that are sitting on the table are supposed to represent brats, brats. Which were kind of like the counterpart to they didn't Barbie. Barbie don't. Yeah, no. I never. Like, I was like, I, I remember looking. Yeah, like I remember reading. I was like, oh, that's a good call. And then it's like, while. wait a minute. Yeah, but apparently they all had the same names yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. And they were dressed like similar yeah. to like the actual dolls. Which I thought was very interesting, like how they like inserted that in there. And they were the ones that were like against the superficial, like I guess stereotypical Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like because they were the competition. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like they had they had it on for a bit, and then it just kind of like that line crashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, like watch that uh, toys that made us uh, episode on Barbie, and they 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 touch up on that. I'm just like, hey, Bratz is a thing for a bit, and then it just stopped resonating with people. Like there's just a lasting appeal of Barbie, um, which kind of like ties in perfectly to like the lasting appeal I think of this movie. Like it's, it's again, there's just there's so. Like it's it's definitely rewatchable. Like China, you saw you saw it twice already. Yes, yeah. I did. I actually saw it right before we started recording. Look at that doing her homework. <laughs> like I came prepared. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I I, I kind of want to I watch not kind of I definitely want to watch it again because like you know it's a shorter movie so it, it blends to rewatching. But again, like I'm a big fan of all the small attention to mm-hmm. detail stuff. Um, and also like the set design, like whenever they're going out of bar and going out to and back into Barbie land, like they made it like old school, like backdrops, but it just, it fits so right. I don't know how to like, they even filmed it in like that old traditional 
way um, yeah with like the the background like moving like on a treadmill still. kind of like on a treadmill yeah. If, yeah. You, if you don't know a lot of the things like when i was younger at least i remember a lot of things that were outside of the barbie house they were made out of, it was a cardboard printed with a with like the print of whatever it was yeah so it was it was really awesome to see that it was almost like that like when you did other things outside of the barbie house and yeah. like the car like the things were cardboard printed with an image which resembles a lot of like the journey that they went through or when you have like the accessories like the cups and everything there's nothing in them remember when they give her yeah. water yeah. she's like yeah. and she's like what oh i'm not used to this being full yeah <laughs> like, those the little details are really fun to see and like when barbie wakes up like that really bad day after like they're having the party like yeah everything about death and yeah. <laughs> the party stops <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I mean, to keep party going, yeah! Like, and then she wakes up and has, and we have, like, the, 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 the funky, like, girl, are you okay? Lizzo version of the Hey Barbie song. Yeah. Um, like, her toast is burnt, like, it's just like, it's just like, how, how is this happening? She's no longer yeah. on her tippy toes. Yeah, and yeah, she's not on her tippy toes, and she's like, it moves! Ah, and they're all freaking out, like, again, like, that's the whole, like, if you know the doll, it's cool, but if not, like, they, they at least find a way to make it, help you understand that, like, what's happening isn't normal and then mm -hmm. like they guide you through it like i think the writing was really strong in making it as accessible as possible while still keeping to the themes and landing on their points um for the last part of the movie the scene where she's like you know so she decided to stay in the human world oh that was really um, touching we're yeah. we're not not the flashback like not yeah, the that was the, that was the that was the the billy eilish we're all crying moment that was yes. really nice. Uh, but for me, it was like at the end, like the last, the last scene when she's getting off the car. You know, mm -hmm. she's in like the human world. She said, yeah. "Quit it, where, no, Dad." You like, can't say where that. did you guys thought she was gonna go? Because I, I definitely a job interview. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a job interview. I was taken aback when she, when she said where she was at. I was like, "Oh my God, this was hilarious!" I started <laughs> cracking up. That I think that, that I think it was so awesome because like that is a reality. Like us, once you become a woman, the first thing you have to do is go to the OBGYN. Like mm -hmm. it, it is, they made it so relatable to women. And I think yeah. you like know. she's nervous to go and like you know. yeah. I think I was next to Danny. I'm like, oh, she's probably gonna go to an acting studio. Obviously, like to tie into the whole like, oh, Margot Robbie's this thing. And then she's like, I'm here to see my gynecologist. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> like that's the the comedy swerve you're looking for. But like also again, it like, lands they made the it so point. Real. Like, yeah. It's You're real, but now. it's legitimately funny. But yeah. it lends well with the movie and how they wrote it, like throughout the whole movie. Like you're kind of expecting it, but you're not, and like it surprises you, and you're like, oh, but that fits, you know? Yeah. yeah. Especially since before, like Ruth was guiding her, like, yeah, you can go here, but understand, like humans die, like they live great lives. We live great lives, but there's always an end to stuff. But you know, she's like, no, I'm, I, that's something I want to do now because I'm just the stereotypical Barbie. Like I want to actually be you know my own person so like okay this is really cool but then it's like swerve understand like hey you had to figure out what's going on down there like that's hilarious <laughs> it's like you actually do have all the genitals now yeah, yeah she's got them all it, it's uh apparently like the, the and even the prototype of the barbie doll back from like the 50s when ruth had it like apparently the doll was something i think from japan and it, it actually like like initially had nipples or something and so they're like wait a minute they took like a you know like a nail file and just mm -hmm. filed them off oh wow yeah again watch that episode of <laughs> the toys that made us it's very enlightening and now with you know barbie fever hitting us worldwide i think it adds really fun context it's to on it netflix right it is on netflix that's correct um and now we get to the point where we talk about our final impressions and you know ratings like do we give like you know like 
you know, one to ten uh, Kens. Uh, no, one to ten. Bar, you know, like uh, Barbie mobiles or like you know, um, you know, like uh, ten shades of pink. Yeah, I I don't know what our rating skill is going to be for this one. Ladies, help us. Um, so I really enjoyed the movie overall. Um, I had a great time watching it. I really enjoyed the homage that they did to several other movies and just like the little like Easter eggs that they included. Um, was it my absolute favorite movie? I wouldn't say so. Um, I probably say from like a scale from one to 10, I'd give it a seven. Um, definitely something that I would rewatch like I did right before (laughs) this episode. Um, but I, I liked it. What was the rating again? Seven. She said seven. Said seven? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to Danny. Let's, go to, let's mix it up a bit. Um, I'd rate it a Ken out of ten. Which <laughs> uh, <laughs> is. Um, no, I I think I I agree with you. Where it's a very solid movie. Like it was funny, a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Absolutely. Um, like you know, I feel like sometimes with like. The topic, I feel like it could have been too much or too funny or too cheesy or too serious, but I feel like they nailed it perfectly. Um, so I'd give it like a good 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Okay, cool. Like I'd rewatch it. All right. Let's go to let's go to Zach. Zach's been here uh, picking up on all the details. So I want to, especially since, again, you watch, watched it with a, a group of friends. Yeah. Um, I think one of them had seen it already. Had someone had seen it already? I think one of your friends might have seen it. I'm, maybe I, I'm no, I, I, I think I think we all had seen it for the first time. Okay, nice, nice. Okay. Um, well, I, I am on the same boat with with these two guys where it's uh, uh, I, I do think it's like like a, a solid seven out of ten movie. Um, I, I think the tone was great. It had its like really funny moments. It had its more uh, like sentimental moments. Uh, Ken was, uh, I think, arguably the best character. <laughs> Ken read out Do you Barbie think, in a Barbie my, movie? My non-committal. He's like, and he, I want to. I want us to be in a part of a non-committal. Like, what was it? Like non-committal. Like, uh, like situational thing. Like, I forgot what they mentioned. Instead of it being like boyfriend girlfriend, it was just like, yeah. like he 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 came up to the thing. I was like, ah, uh, like that's friend zone. Like non-committal, no, long super friend zone. No, it's casual. it's not even friend zone. It's more like it's like the in between friend zone to actual thing. Like, and it's not even so much friend zone. It's like, yeah, it's that weird non-labeled labeled thing that goes on that <laughs> yeah. is kind of not cool. But yeah, um, so yeah, but Ken, yeah, Ryan Gosling really like hit every hit his assignments extremely well. Yeah, he, he was. He was Fox by far, I think one of the <laughs> the, the best. Um, and the and characters. the I'm just Ken song, like we said earlier, was really good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but and it is some it is a movie that, that I'd watch probably a, you know, a couple more times. Uh, but it's it's uh, it, it, it's a generally solid movie. All right, nice. Uh, let's go with Anthony. Oh yeah, and then I'll go, and I'll go after you. So I didn't really want to see the movie at all, even though like the trailers were okay, they were pretty funny, but I wasn't really interested. But um, when I realized that we were all just gonna do the Barbenheimer thing, I was like, oh, whatever, let's just do it. Um, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. So because I had really low expectations, yeah. um, 
I guess just like on a technical level, I thought it was great. All the set design, the music, the acting, like to me, all that was was awesome. I had little issues with some parts of the story and maybe it's just like me either taking things too literal or like, or kind of just like, oh, I don't really understand why they did that because they kind of just like forget about it later. So things like that, I was like, oh, okay. And to me, I felt like they had a couple, you know, they had certain messages going on through the movie and I felt like by the end of it, it got a little muddled and I understood what they were trying to do. And then by the end of it, I was like, okay, so they kind of understood those. And then some of these were like, wait, that's how it ended. It was kind of weird. But yeah, overall, I liked it. Um, I'd probably give it close to the others, maybe like a six, five. He's like six five six, six five five six six point eight seven. No, no. <laughs> six five. Six um, five. But yeah, it was it was entertaining. I didn't think it was gonna be that funny. Um, I did laugh a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah, I liked it. Nice, I liked it. Um. So yeah, I'm next. Pretty uh, good. I I remember seeing initial like uh, first hearing about the movie being made, and I was like, oh, we're making a Barbie movie, and then started seeing the names attached to it. I was like, okay. This can't be too bad. And then I remember seeing the, the, the teaser doing the 2001 swoop. I was like, all right, I think this 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 bought me like because of just like, I think this is going to be like a weird, goofy, but like a, almost like like a weird, goofy, like meta style thing where like maybe it's like people playing with a real life, real, their Barbies and then that's like them playing it around. But then you start seeing, I'm seeing more stuff on the trailer. I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. So I was intrigued, definitely intrigued. Got into the movie. Um, a lot of it was some of the things I expected, and then some of the other things were, you know, again, completely um, pleasantly surprised. Like, a lot of the whole idea, like, and it's watching it, like, helped me kind of, I, I think a lot of the thematic points landed for me. Like, kind of figuring, like, oh, like, that totally, like, thematically stuff. Like, plot-wise stuff, like, yeah, like, the some of the Barbie Land traversal stuff is, uh, yeah, can be muddled, like, say, Anthony's point, but I think you can hand wave that away because of the, the, the way the movie is making you feel and the ideas it's presenting and it's presenting it in a really in a really good way and it's done really well uh well written well acted um you know shot really well um a lot of like the funny like meta references of things that i remember is like hey like they're doing that and they're bringing that stuff in in like a good way that's not super ultra cheesy and um like i just i had a lot of I had a lot more fun than I anticipated watching the movie. So, um, really glad I saw it. Uh, I would give it a solid eight out of 10. Like I was really, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like this is like, Hey, like, um, it's definitely rewatchable. Uh, it's again, people are going to the movies and rewatching it over and over. So I think like people are going and having a good time or if they're not, I guess they're seeing what there's, you know, they're seeing what they're seeing there. Um, but yeah, my 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 vote solid eight out of ten. Great movie, really loved it. You know, only added to the summer movie going experience. All right, so we're gonna end with Tina. She's she's chomping at the bit to try to get here. <laughs> uh, so obviously, I'm rating this movie ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> she's the ultra ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. No, it definitely was. Uh, it was more than than enough for me. The Ooh, movie. Nice. Um, so no, I'm rating it for different reasons. Like. 
the movie not only related to me in so many levels, right, at a personal level, but I think I, I was entertained to the to the whole movie. Like it was fun, the music was cool, the colors were beautiful, the cast was so diverse. Like when we talk about like you know like like including everybody in it, I think they did a beautiful job at doing it in a very in a very nice way. Um, not only that, like outside the effect that it has, like you have people going to the movie theaters that normally wouldn't go to go and to go ahead and watch this movie. Um, Jaina shared with us earlier how one of her sisters is not like a movie person to go to the movie theaters and, and actually went and, and was part of it. So I think it's creating this whole commotion about bringing people that maybe haven't gone to the theaters in a long time and bringing that culture back, you know, in, in a fun, entertaining way and not in like, oh, it's a documentary or a more serious movie, but just for the purpose of entertaining and, and leaving with, with something, you know, aside from a good time. Uh, and then on the outside of that, you have uh, when we talk about women supporting women, which I think it's what I took away from this movie. Um, like you going to to this movie has done that, like having Greta, which is a director, you know, she she just became the first solo female director to cross one billion at the box office. Like, you know, it's not only in a movie, it's translating to reality and, and how we support women in, in these fields where usually they don't get an opportunity to do this alone, right? Usually there's a man backing up or it's a man and then the women has behind that. Right, yeah. exactly. So to have this opportunity, not only in the movies, to showcase the women being empowered and doing it right and, and doing it the best they can, but also like outside of the movie theater. So for me, it's definitely a 10 out of 10. If you haven't seen it, I will highly recommend it. And if you're gonna see it, take somebody that hasn't gone to the movie theater in a long time, because it'll definitely be a good time while you're there and probably an awesome topic, an awesome topic of conversation after the movie theater. So highly, highly recommend it. I know I am here at odds with my rating. <laughs> no, but... at odds. No, I'm, we support that. 100%. Like, I like uh, one thing I'll say, like talking about like women, like, the movies, like it's like, you know, the supporting women and kind of uplifting it. I think it also like rewrites a little bit of like a wave a bit from getting away of what people con would call like the toxic masculinity thing, especially like with the Kens figuring themselves out at the end. Like, what am I now if I'm not Barbie's girlfriend? Like, you need to figure this out for yourself like this is something that's good for like you need to go and do that on your own and it's like that was like i think it was a sort of like empowering message on it and it wasn't because a lot of people will see it just like oh this is anti-men this is men bashing and all this like i don't think so i think it's just it's bashing more of the kind of institutional systems that force these certain behaviors out of men to perpetuate that stuff but that's my my soapbox but um, yeah, for, like for me, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. but for me, yeah. like, no, the movie was like, there's a space for everybody. It's not about only Barbie, you know, figuring it out. It was, you know, the room for Ken to figure it out, but also in a world full, full of Barbies and Ken, just be an Allen, man. For real. <laughs> be an Allen. I love it. Shout out to Michael Sarah. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in and listening to our fun discussion on Barbie. We're going to hopefully keep the discussion uh, going. Uh, you know, we have it always on our Instagram, on Threads, Twitter, and uh, also, again, if you're see listening YouTube. to us on, uh, oh, on our YouTube. Yes, I keep forgetting. I don't know why I keep forgetting about YouTube. We have our YouTube clips. You can play it in the background. But um, this is a fun discussion. Um, again, I want to give a big thank you to Jaina and Tina for joining us. Um, I think you, it really brought a really great, uh, great and unique perspectives to this, uh, this episode. Especially, like, it would be kind of a little disingenuous if you just had four guys talking about the Barbie movie. <laughs> I think, uh, like, it's good to have that kind of balance come through. And I think that really, it's shown really well here, ladies. So, thank you so much. I think uh, I would have shown up. 
uninvited anyways. I'm here. We're talking Barbie. Let's Barbie go. Crash. I've been waiting for this episode. So <laughs> That's awesome. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, so with that, we will say farewell. Goodbye, Barbie. Goodbye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. Goodbye, Ken. Bye, Ken. Bye, Ken. Bye, Ken. Bye, Ken. Bye, Ken. <laughs>